Hey everyone, welcome to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I'm AJ. This is Jen. And with us today is a special guest. Oh, I first should say this is episode number five of Podcast in Death. And we've got a special guest today in Podcast in Death Studios. <laughs> we have... Judy Kintris, who is a romance novel author and author of how many books? 22. 22 is a lot. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. Actually, the 22nd 22nd book comes out next month. Soon, yeah. And what's the title of that one? It's called Frozen Hearts, and it takes. I, I went on a, an Alaskan land sea cruise tour two years ago, so I set the book in the an Alaska sea cruise tour, and I used a fifty-nine-year-old judge who decides she needs to escape her small town, and when she goes on the cruise. She sees a guy who she knows should be in jail for murder. Mm. So, oh my! You know, wow. It's a it's a it's a romantic suspense, and I don't know. I I think I all of my books tend to be romantic suspense because I love romantic suspense yeah. books. Yeah, right. What you and know? Right? Yeah, it's it's it was a fun fun book to write, and thank God I kept notes on where we went and when. Yeah, so if you good. haven't gone to Alaska, you can read this book <laughs> and have a great tour. You'll feel like you've been there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, that's awesome. Except when I said you know, when I said a book in Michigan, I know you've been here and you love it. I love Michigan. Um, <laughs> I just my husband and I have been there two or three times, and it's one of my most favorite states to visit. And she knows, and Jen knows that. I do. And I've actually been to California three times, but so California, you know, you drive through and you went from snow to 105 degree weather yes. on the bottom of the state. Yes. So, you know, yeah, it, it was great. I love California too. Well, California, even, even just Southern California, I mean, from where I am, I could travel an hour one way and be in snow and the very same day travel another two hours the other way and be on the beach. Well, we were so at Tahoe. Cool. We went to Tahoe for my son's wedding, and then we left. We drove straight down because right. we were on our way down to New Mexico. And mm-hmm. well, it was went from what forty degrees to one hundred and five. Yeah, in in the evening, it was like wow. It is a crazy state. Yeah, yeah. in it, more it's, ways it's than beautiful. one. Yeah. No, it's yeah, it's also is. beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it when the when the fudgies come and and actually see what Michigan's all about. We that's what we call tourists here is fudgies. So fudgies. Yeah, okay. it, it's a reference to Mackinac and the fudge up there, and yeah, the whole thing. But, right. um, <laughs> I never thought of it as fudgy. <laughs> like, what's that it. supposed to mean? But it's nice to get that perspective from people who've never been here, because most people, when they hear Michigan, they think Detroit. Right. No, well, and, believe it or know, not, Detroit, it, Detroit's it, a great city, but there's a whole lot more to Michigan than Detroit. If there, if there wasn't COVID nineteen. Today, I would be in Frankenmuth. Oh, my. Mm. I am, like, 
the pandemic the pandemic ruined our spring trip to Frankenmuth, and I'm like very angry about it because I don't blame you. I well, you can get I, fudge, get lots of fudge there. Fudge and my chocolate cheese. And wine. And I need, I need my trip to the cheese house. Okay, I need it. Yes, I get right. it. I get well, it. Get out there with your sign. <laughs> Poor and... AJ's like, I don't know what you're talking about, yeah, but all right. I don't know what you're talking about, but that's okay. <laughs> get out with your sign. Sorry, AJ. That's okay. Get fudge. House. Everybody, look it up. It's fantastic. I want my fudge. I want my fudge. Yes. Okay, so um. Judy, we know you from uh, indeath.net. You are one yeah. of our pals there. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell everybody like how you came to the series. Um, did you start at the beginning? Did you did you get a book in the middle? No. Nope. That... I started from the very beginning and I can remember I at the time I lived in New Jersey and I was working for USA Today. And Barnes and Noble was right next door. And I happened to walk into Barnes and Noble and I just saw JD Robb. And it you know, I said to myself, I wonder if that's Nora Roberts. Well, I picked up Naked and Death and I was hooked. And I still have that same book. Really? I've read the whole series. I have I have <laughs> oh yeah. I have a of the, the soft covers from way back to the first one. Um, I have some hard covers. I've got a CD or an audio of every book. I guess you can say I love it. And yeah. it's my all time super best favorite books of all time. I'm sorry. I mean, I love Nora's I other apologize. books. <laughs> I love, no, I love Nora's other books and I've read most of them. Right. But, the in-death book um and what's kept me going is the two characters eve and rourke right yeah and they they just they hold the whole thing together they really do yeah really and you must so you must have picked up a, a blue lady cover yeah or was it a different cover Oh, it was a different cover. It was the first oh. one. If it has, I should have looked at it. It might have a little blue yeah. on it. Yeah, I think I think the first ones were the blue lady ones. Am I? Am yeah, I they correct? were. Yeah. Were. Then yeah. I have that. I have the original first one that sold in Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, grab mine. As they say, <laughs> I, you know, I read her. it, and um, Eve just as a character, she just drew me in. Yeah. And I've read comments about Eve from people probably they're they're entitled to their opinion. Um they didn't <laughs> like her. Right. Because yes, that's it. So that blue <laughs> lady cover. Yeah. I it took me forever to track down the blue lady covers because I was obsessed and so I went I oh you my know gosh, I didn't that's, start that's, that's the one I have. At the very and, beginning, so I had to um, I had to uh, eBay the Blue Lady covers, and yeah. it took me forever, but I got them all. So all right, no, I've, I've got them all, dear. <laughs> but um, people have said they didn't like Eve. They thought she was too coarse. She was too hard. You know, they just didn't understand her as a character. Well, and you, you know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say to this. They need to listen to the audiobooks. Because I was saying this on one of the earlier podcasts, because I don't think, I think people don't read her correctly. They read her as harsh, 
but she's not. And and the thing I like well, she's about not. yeah, the thing I like about uh, Susan Erickson's uh, portrayal of her is that she doesn't read her that way. She reads her as more kind of just sarcastic and and you know, but it's never right. Which is how I, which is how I read her, anyways. Mm-hmm. So. I never I mean, read her I, 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 I love Susan Erickson. I love the way she portrays the characters. Some people don't like some of her accents. I know you can close your mouth because you don't like them. <laughs> yeah. Some of the characters she doesn't like the way Susan Erickson make talk makes them talk. But yeah, <clears throat> to me they just she just brings them alive. Yeah, she does you a know. fantastic job. And that's my one. I I might say it one more time during this. The episode. I've decided I'm going to say it every single time, every single episode until everybody has the audiobooks. That's what I have to say. If you want to hear well, Rourke talk like the Lucky Charms Leprechaun, then by all means. No, but he doesn't, though. You're wrong. You were wrong no, about that. Not. He doesn't. And Judy will agree with me because you, the oh, way, I know. I the know. way she reads Rourke. Now, me. Brian Kelly, yes, sounds like the Lucky Charms <laughs> when she does him. But I never Rourke... got past the first book. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I got so irritated with not only Rourke's, but Peabody and McNabb's voice. Oh, and Baxter. You know, you know, I can remember you making those comments on the in-depth site. That's how yeah. I knew she was going to say she didn't like the way Susan Erickson did some of the, some of the characters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when she but used to put that, I went, what? <laughs> I will say she does she does Eve very well. That I yeah. will absolutely agree with. She does she nails Eve. She really so does. If you're list if you're reading the books or listening to the books for the, for Eve specifically, you'll love her. Right. Or okay. if you like like Judy said, I mean, if you're somebody who who is reading these books and thinking like Eve is really unlikable, I would say listen to the audiobooks and see if you sure. feel differently. Yes. Yeah. I get absolutely. that. I get that. Yeah. Sure. But we did have a lot of people on the site saying, like, why is is he with her? You know? Yes. I think but- we had I think we had a little of both. It was a lot yeah. of it was, you know, why are why are they together? Like why, are why they is together? he with her? Yeah. Why is she with him? Um Because yeah. it came out eventually he was like her. Yeah. Because they're both strong characters. Um then they found out about his past. Mm-hmm. And he isn't Mr. Just Mr. Billionaire, Trillionaire, Gazillionaire. It's his background that she pulled in to make him seem, because <clears throat> he couldn't get to where he was today without his background. Right. He was a kid. He was a thief. But I mean, you know, I mean, we all learned this. But again, um, who knew in the beginning? You didn't know. Right. You were just in love with this gorgeous Irishman. We still are. Right. Let's face it. I mean, yeah, we all, we're, yeah, we all love work. I, I mean, well, I love a gorgeous Irishman, you know. Who doesn't? Yes. That's just me, but. Um, who doesn't? It's not just you. <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I feel like they're both. Now, I don't know, uh, Judy, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think they're both alphas. And it's funny you should say that because some some of the notes that I wrote. Um, I have here, they're both butt heading. That's Mm B-U-T-T heading. Right. They are, they both want to be in charge. They're strong characters. Um, (laughs) but I mean, 
that's the way they come across. Yeah. And you say opposites attract, but in this case, no. No. We're talking about two stubborn bulls that butt their heads and anything else. And, you know, they make they can make it work, but again, it's it's compromise. Um Yeah. Because it, yeah, I don't know. That, Should it work? That's I mean, an interesting point because a lot of times when you have people that are constantly butting heads like that, sure, it's hot. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, it's yeah. hot. And, yeah. and you're like, oh, my gosh, I love this. But you can't sustain that. Right. You know, eventually that's going to be like, are you kidding me? These people are going to murder each other. So, you know, I like how, you know, yeah, we they bring the pass in and, you know, they kind of learn to compromise a little bit. And right. yeah, yeah, it's well done. Um, let's see, I mean, I did break down like some of the way I see some of the characters. Um, I started with, with Eve in book one. On the outside, this is would be the cover. To me, when I think of a book, you're looking at the cover. But man, you got to get past the cover to see what's on the inside, as right. we all know. In other words, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, on the outside, we're introduced to a formidable character, a kick-ass cop. She's alone. Her job is her, ent her entire life. On the inside, she's a troubled soul. Her troubled childhood is hinted at. And she has dreams that make up, wake her up in cold sweats. Uh, dreams that she doesn't understand. She has no memory of her childhood. But she's okay with that. And that's the hook to me that a reader made, uh, to me as a reader, wanted to know more about her. Right. What do you mean she doesn't want to know about her dreams? She lives a simple life in a plain apartment. She has very few friends other than Mavis, who she met when she arrested as a grifter, and Feeney, a fellow cop. Her life is an entire, is, is her, her job is her entire life. And then I have... That all changes when she meets a man who challenges her inner feelings. He pisses her off because she can't do her job properly because of the way he think because of the way he makes her feel. He's a suspect. She doesn't trust him. He challenges her entire way of life, how she does her job. He sends her a pound of coffee and she doesn't know if she should accept his gift. She's, she, is a, she has trouble accepting her caring side and letting herself feel as well as accept that someone just might actually love her. And in the beginning of the books, this is the character we were just beginning to know, and that's the way Nora introduced her. But let's face it, from book one to book 50, we, she has this, she's developed this fabulous character. And what gets me is, even with book 50, there's still things that Nora is bringing out about this character. Right. And she means she's accepted her feelings, but she still says to her, when she's still late, she'll have, she still says, oh, I guess that's part of the marriage rules. I got to call some, I have to call my husband. We <laughs> know it's only two years of marriage. But she's still trying to do what's right. And, you know, as they say, the marriage rules. Yeah. You figure, oh, she's married two years. She's comfortable with everything. But no, she's not. No, she's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, Eve is very rules oriented. 
Definitely. Oh, yes. So there's got to be rules. And, and exactly. So, yeah. And that's, but that's, but we didn't know that in the beginning. Right. Nora didn't introduce that now. And um, you had asked me about how I felt about, like, with as a series, when I write a series. I have a couple of books that are series, but they're all different characters. Right. And to me, when Nora, I mean, I love Nora, believe me, I do. When she started writing these books, I questioned, did she know that she was going to take this thing to 50 books? Like, you you develop a character. Rourke has his traits, and um, Eve has hers. But how much thought did Nora have to put into this to carry, that she thinks she was going to go 50 books? That's what I'm saying. I don't and think she, she thought no. that. No, I don't think right. so. I think so, she I think she had hoped for a good long run for the series, but I think fifty is pretty astonishing. That's a lot. Right. That's a lot of books. Yeah. So I mean as they say, you develop a character slowly. So like when I write a book, my character is this way in the end, and I have them change in some way, shape, or form, fully developed the situation to the end. Because it's in one book. And that's what I have to do. Right. Would I be able to take a character and leave the character's personality hanging and go to the second book? I don't know. I've never tried it. So I'd have to keep this characters the same in a follow-up book. Right. As they say, uh, I am just shocked that she's able to do this with a character. Yeah. And carry it through and she's still developing this character. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, Rourke, to me, we know who Rourke was and is. And we saw who he was in the beginning. He's this rich guy, but she's also thrown in his background. And to me, I mean, you may think it's wrong, but I think Rourke is comfortable with himself. Oh, yeah. He knows who he he knows who he is. Yeah. He knows what he wants. Where Eve doesn't, or she's just learning to. Right. And and then and him finding out he has a family. Yeah. That's thrown off his whole world. I right. mean, it, he's, it's accepted. And um, as they say, it's it, it's Eve, that's the character that will, you know. I don't think she'll ever be fully developed. I mean, yeah. uh, she just, whatever Nora does, she's got the magic touch with this. She really does. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, and, and, you know, she was really smart in the beginning to uh, to not reveal too much about Rourke. So, I mean, I mean, we got a hint in the first book that he maybe had a kind of a shady past. But she didn't bring too much out in the beginning and that so that left her a lot of room to explore in 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 later books i think no I, no and yeah. i agree um i know that these the stories themselves each have has a police um mystery but if you didn't have strong characters you couldn't carry that you couldn't carry that mystery right she has great supporting characters 
who we absolutely love. Yeah. Um, and I guess if she doesn't bring them in every couple of books, the the, <laughs> the readers go, yeah. Well, where's Peabody? Why where's didn't Mavis? Peabody wear her pink boots? Right. Or you know, like we've accepted <laughs> we've accepted all that yeah. to yeah. Um, as part of her the characters. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and if Feeney ever ever went <laughs> went modern in her dress in his dress, like you know, he's still dressing like you know Feeney. Right. But again, it's 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 all in in um in how you develop a character, and as they say. I am slow. I'm learning very, very, very slowly. And when I look at the first book that I wrote, I went, oh, I shake my head. Yeah. Because I've learned to become a better writer. And um, and unfortunately, reading so many of more uh, <laughs> of her books, she's a head hopper. Yeah. And she's a lot a of people hopper. can't stand head hoppers. Yeah. <clears throat> where they switch a point of view every other of the uh, paragraph. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the way I wrote in the beginning. No, I don't write that way anymore. <laughs> but it took a long time for me to put my brain in gear and switching it. Um, but again, you know, to me, Nora can get away just get away with just about anything. Yeah. Really, really. Yeah. I don't mind it. No, it never No, me. I don't. And um. But it's 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 the books. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So I, I asked the question on Instagram, people that give us feedback, and I feel like some of them kind of fit here. So I'm going to read a couple, and then we, we can maybe talk about what they said. So on uh, on Instagram, there's we've got a follower named Dover54, and she says that Eve and Rourke are both abuse survivors, so they know where each other is coming from. And their strengths and weaknesses balance each other, which I agree with completely. Oh, that's no, that that's absolutely, absolutely true. Again, it's that's why I said before, <clears throat> with Rourke, he we knew we learned he had a very bad childhood, mm-hmm. and again, so did Eve. So they can connect; they can both relate what each other went through. So that's that's a perfect statement. Yeah. So uh, another one is um, Hertz Lioness Books, also on Instagram. Uh, she says they have the same values in life. They both look after their teams. So I, I found that interesting because, again, you know, I had said something earlier about them both being alphas, and that's a very alpha thing to do, to, to protect your pack. And they both do that in their own way. Yes, and let's face it, there's secrets that they've only shared with each other. Right. So, you know, that to me, that that's all part of their loving part of their relationship and how to come in with trust. And, you know, that she had to learn to trust. And that was one of the hardest things that Eve had to do was to learn to trust. Yeah. So another thing she says, uh, Hertz Linus Books says they both had a tough upbringing, which you were just saying which strengthens their chemistry. Also sharing firsts, for example, their first Christmas tree. And I thought that was another interesting point. Would either of them been as comfortable sharing their first with different people if they had been paired up with someone else? You know, if if Eve had been paired up with somebody who had already had that, you know, idyllic childhood, I mean, she wouldn't have been as, 
as willing to share, you know, like her uncomfortableness with her first Christmas or whatever with him. But she went with Rourke because Rourke understands because it's his first two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, you know, the question I had asked was, uh, there's that, um, line in, in one of the books that where Rourke says something about, he loves Eve ridiculously. And Eve says, yeah, it's ridiculous. All right. So I said on Instagram, like, you know, do you think that's correct? Is, is Rourke loving Eve ridiculous? And somebody said, uh, lucky on Instagram said, uh, it is, but isn't all true love ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. That's a very, that's, that's very good. I yeah. love that. That's yeah. very good. <laughs> very it good. Is. It kind of, yes, is. yes, absolutely. So, um, another, another point I'm going to bring up now. Um, another thing I talk about a lot and I probably shouldn't talk about it so much, but I'm going to say it again. I, I, Judy, I don't know if you've ever listened to the faded mates podcast. No, no. So faded mates is, is, um, um, Sarah McLean. I know who that, Oh yeah. Yeah. I met her. Yeah, so Sarah McLean and it's also Jen Prokop who is a a, a reviewer, um, and they do faded mates together. And you should listen to it because it's so great for they talk about you know all the tropes. They talk about you know what books are doing and why, and and they they review books that they read, but they also talk about why the books are the way they are. You know this author is doing this because of this, you know, and it's just so interesting. Well, um, Sarah McLean gave a couple of talks at the uh, New Jersey romance writers conferences. Um, I picked her up from the airport, from the train station once. Um, she's a lovely, lovely lady. Um, she gives a great talk oh, too. Yeah. She's, it, and then yeah. I met her at RWA when I was in California so yeah. um, I say so I can I can relate if with any podcast of hers would be great. She gives a great great talk. Yeah, great so talk. I highly recommend it. Faded Mates <coughs> if you want another podcast to listen to because it's fantastic. I've learned so much about the romance genre from that podcast. It's incredible, and I thought I knew a lot, you know, because I read romance constantly. So I thought I knew a lot, but I I've learned so much from this uh, podcast. But um. So they did a, a podcast on anti-heroes, which I don't know if I put Rourke in that category, an anti-hero. I mean, uh, but he kind of is, I guess. The only reason I'm mentioning it here is because they said something that I thought, oh, my God, it's so even Rourke. Um, so uh, what, why? Well, no, what they said in the podcast is even Rourke. And you will oh, okay. realize that when I say it. So Jen Prokop, they were talking about antiheroes and um, that what happily ever after looks like for an antihero. And what, 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 um, what they said was um, it expansively allows us to think about what a happily ever after really means. We talk a lot about a baby as a really common way we see happily ever after the family at a home with the fire burning and that the thing that they said was really appealing about books with antiheroes is that the HEA often looks very different. It's not about 
an external thing like a house or kids, often what it really boils down to is we are stronger together. Wherever we were before and whatever we're facing in the future, we are stronger together. And that's something I think is really beautiful. And that's even Rourke right there. Oh, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's I think there's an argument to be made that Rourke is an anti-hero cuz I don't neg- I don't see an anti-hero as a negative thing. Personally. No, it's not at all. <laughs> I don't see, you know, I know some people do, but I like the bad boy and <laughs> you know, what do you do? And, <laughs> and but you know, because in general, the anti-hero is, is a good person at heart. They might right. do bad things, but they're for a good reason. And yeah, but Rourke is also reformed. Yeah. He's sure, a self-reformed sure. self-re- bad guy. So yeah. it's accepted. I mean, um, we know he had a bad past. We know he stole. We know he killed. Sure. But he's a reformed character. Um, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I think he's, I definitely think he's a, you know, he's more a hero than an anti-hero at this point. But you know, right. but also there again, the arguments can be made that you know he only stopped those activities and reformed for Eve. So well, he, he kind he kind of stopped them. He was um, mostly out before he met her. He got, but when you're right, but he did what, what we can I guess relate to maybe stealing paintings and paying off you know little sure. things in Europe and stuff like that. But basically. You know, I guess you could say he became a super 100% good guy when he met Eve. But but I also uh, don't think he really started changing his thinking until he met Eve. Right. Yes. He was more, yes. It was more, oh, this is no big deal. This is, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong. And this is all just right. fun. You know, yes. and now, you know, when he meets her, and it even takes him quite a while into their marriage before his thinking starts changing. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe this isn't such a great thing that I was doing back then and you know yeah. it so but that but anti-hero she, is still kind of in there somewhere oh you sure know, because you know that was the whole premise of of divided where he yeah. wanted to go after the 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 guys that knew what was happening to Eve but didn't do anything because they didn't want to you know uh they they had their operation they didn't going want to and compromise they didn't, their case they didn't want to compromise their case yeah. and 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 the whole issue there was he wanted to go after him and Eve did not want to. them dead. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. <laughs> Regardless so, of what some people thought on the boards, but we yeah. won't go there. So he's still, but, he, it's, it's still in there and, and, you know, hanging on by a thread, but he does, you know, not well, to give away Jen, a spoiler, like the, but he does. When Jed said he was like the bad boy to me, after a while, he did things because they were fun he never it, these right. little things that he sure. did were not done in a bitter resentful something he did these things because he he could steal a painting because he thought it was fun yeah yeah he didn't yeah, need, that, exactly pa- he didn't need that painting that- he would just take <laughs> it because it was fun it was fun right but yeah and that's but i and see that to me that's not necessarily a good thing <laughs> but <laughs> that's why i can't say he's an anti you know, I don't think I don't think he's an antihero. Yeah, I don't know. It's he's interesting. Not, yeah, he's not I mean, the, the typical I don't think he's antihero. He's a classic antihero at all. Yeah. 
I think there's a, I think there's some shades of gray in there. I think, you know, he's oh, yes. somewhere between a classic hero and an anti-hero, I guess, would right. be right. is that for me. But what I felt well, was he's, interesting. He's reformed. Right. What I thought was interesting, yeah, though, and what they said was um, that, you know, you know how often people it's still talk about, like, why aren't they having a baby? That's, you know, when you get married and you right. have your happily ever after, you have your baby no. and all this kind of you stuff. You don't have to have a baby. Right. No. Yeah. And, <laughs> they're and, not. They're, they're so far from having a baby. It's like no way, no how. Yeah, it, that's that's not who they are. Right. And that's, that's why I thought this was interesting. That's why this quote made me think of even Rourke, because she said, you know, it's not about the, the house and the kids. It, what it's really about is we are stronger yeah. together. And yeah, well, absolutely. No, and I agree because um, I get very, very emotionally involved with my characters. And um I wrote this one book, Another New Year's Eve. And I mean, I cried so much through that book. <laughs> and when I got it back from my editor, she said, oh, my God. She said, I can't believe you wrote this. I mean, it does have a happily ever after. And it was fun and in, in spots. But it just pulled so many out, so much out of me because the the guy wanted to have a family. Well, she couldn't have any babies. Right. So how do you make a relationship work? Somebody's got to give up something, and they and then they both accept that this is what their life is can be. They have each other. You know. I mean, it's just the way I worked it out. But again, sometimes there's no babies, and it's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, that's a hard discussion. And, and, you know, and I think, you know, and, you know, Nora has answered the question so, so many times and it still comes up on the Facebook pages and the, (laughs) and everything else. How many times did that question come up on the in-depth site? So many times. A thousand? Yeah. She has answered it so many times. It will not happen during the series ever, never, ever, ever. If you're listening, it is not going to happen. Right. Stop asking. And it's not to say that it won't ever happen. I mean, she's made it clear that that's what Rourke wants, and that's fine. Because I think I've seen other people say Nora has said they'll never have kids. And I'm like, no, that's not what she said. She has said it will not happen during the series. She's also said that she thinks that they eventually will have kids. It just won't happen while the series is on. Yeah. I never heard that. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the it's on the it's in the wiki. Oh, it another was, plug for the wiki. I asked that question. <laughs> but you know, like um, then she she'd end the series. Yeah, yeah, and, she yeah, would have that's to. That's what she's saying is maybe eventually down the line, but not while the series is ongoing because that's not what she's writing. Right, she's not writing them having children and dealing. And, with all uh, that. and, and I'm sorry, Eve is not in the position. Eve- emotionally no. as a character to be a mother no she's yeah. not she no. no she can't even handle peabody peabody peabody's little baby <laughs> i'm just right. saying she's not that this, her character is not there no there's nothing yeah. motherly at all about her no right so yeah maybe eventually she'll get there and you know but when this while the series is ongoing no babies right 
And the other point is she is physically capable of having children. Right. Yes. That's another one that comes up all the time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she can know, have children. I think like, I, you know, and you said there's nothing motherly in there, but I, I kind of disagree because, you know, how she handled, um, Nixie. Nixie. Was not yeah. traditionally what we think of as mothering, but she Thank handled you. her you, well. No, you, no, you clarified that. You're right, though. I'm thinking handling an infant, but she can mm-hmm. relate with children. Right. Yeah. Very well. Mm-hmm. Very she well. She does. And because she has. She'll, she'll call times. them cool. Like, if she, that's a cool little kid or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Because well, she doesn't was... have that baby instinct yet. Not only yeah. Nixie. Not only Nixie, but Jamie and, and um, who's the other one? Sean, right? Is that it? Rourke's cousin? Yeah. Yeah, it's the one from Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. She de- she deals with them pretty well. Yeah. And so- I know Jamie's a teenager. He's older. But but still, I mean, I think I think she'll, I think think she'd be fine. And it's, and it's different when it's your own kid. So, I mean, right. I don't know. But We're never going to see it. So it's just fun to speculate. No. But right. <laughs> well, I mean, but it goes to, you know, uh, again, all all the people on indeath.net, you know, who talked about Eve being unlikable. Like she's unlikable. Yeah. I don't understand why they're together because you don't, you know, she's mean that she's mean to people. And, you know, I, I just don't, again, I, I just don't, I just don't see that. Yeah. You know, and, because to me in the beginning, Eve didn't know how to handle her her own emotions. Right. She was Eve, Eve, Eve. She didn't, as I said, she just could not handle her, her own emotions. And it took love and friendship to develop her as a character and bring all this out. And that's what, that's what Nora did. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, it made me think of, um, <laughs> it made me think of, uh, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you know, there's that, there's that line in Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Where the the uh, the wizard says, I think to the Tin Man, your heart is not judged by how much you love, but by how much you're loved by others. Yes, and I yeah. think that fits Eve perfectly. It does. It yeah. does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No. That's an interesting. Definitely an interesting thought. That's one of those shower thoughts that I had. You know, you get in your. <laughs> Weird shower, weird shower <laughs> thoughts, and then I had to come up, write it down real quick. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and it's funny because stuff like that comes pops into my head all the time too. Because, like, I mean, you know, my favorite show is ER, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I belong to a couple of forums, and you know, people and the character of Abby. I don't know if you guys ever watched the show, but the character of Abby is fairly similar, sarcastic wise, to right. Eve. Right. And there's so many people that absolutely hate the character. And I'm just like, how do you hate her? I don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, well, she's just, she's no, you, sometimes, you have to, you have to look beyond to me. Like you look beyond the shell, the cover. Thank you. Your body, you're on the outside, but nobody knows what's in your heart. They don't know what's in your mind. Right. And right. to me, as I, so I said before, don't judge a book by a, by its cover. Because this is the outside person. You don't know what's going on inside. Right. You don't know what their hurts or what they're happy. I mean, let's face it, Nora had to bring out all of that in developing 
her the, her character of Eve. Right. And we just we all just love her because we can see the inner person now, not just that outside. Yeah. She's dressed. She can dress either in rags or the clothes that her husband has given her. She's still Eve, and she's right. still that person on the inside. The right. rest yeah. is camouflage. Yeah. 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 Well, she can dress in that yeah. in that old uh, NYPSD sweatshirt until Somerset Any finally time, throws right? it away. <laughs> right? Until Somerset finally throws it away. <clears throat> like he's tried yes. to do a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the other thing I asked uh, on um, on Instagram anyway is um, whether or not people had favorite uh, Eve and Rourke like relationship moments in the series. And... Um, I have to say there's two for me and one is, um, in divided the scene where, uh, Eve gets a treatment from Trina and, and Trina gives her the, the tattoo, you know, and then Rourke sees it later and he's like, and it just totally t- something, he, he gets totally turned on by it. And he's, and what I love about that is like, He's so, he's so like baffled by it. Like he's like totally turned on, but that's it. But he's baffled by it. Like, yeah, why am I turned on by this? You know, (laughs) you know, I just love that scene. It's a great scene. Um, Well, she, Eve gets turned on it like furious, like even though it's a temp. Yeah. You know, like what? Yeah. And I really liked the fact that Eve liked it too. Like she was so mad at Trina until she saw it and she was like, Oh, actually I kind of like it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so my other favorite is, um, in, in portrait when Rourke is at his aunt's house and, and he's just like overwhelmed and he's out in the field thinking about Eve and wishing she was there. And next thing you know, here comes this helicopter. And that helicopter coming in. Oh, it, it, that's yeah, such a that, great that, that was a nice moment. Yeah. My, yeah, that's a great moment, but actually my one of my favorites is also in Portrait, but it's before that. It's when they're fighting and they end up like rolling around on the floor because she's gonna kick the crap out of him because he's being a jerk and um, her necklace hits him in the face. It's it pops out of her robe and it hits him in the face. Right. And, and, you know, and she asks him if he fell out of love with her. And he says, um, I couldn't fall out of love with, with you if I fell to hell. And I like every time that, that just like, I'm like, Oh, yeah. real dude. <laughs> it's yeah. like the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. We're going to have a lot to talk so about when we that, finally talk about that's portrait. That's who they are. Right. They yeah. fight. They love, they fight, they love, but lately, but now they more loving than fighting. But I mean, yeah, they haven't had a good big fight lately. Maybe, maybe Nora needs to do that. I mean, when was the last one? I can't even remember. No, it's been a while. Yeah. Since a big one. I mean, they've had little skirmishes here and there, but it's been a while since they've had a really big, big, like where the fight lasts. Divided up in the last one, or innocent. I have to tell you, I love writing fight scenes. I yeah. can, I can, <laughs> I can create the biggest argument. Like, oh my god, and people are walking out, and I, I said to myself, "Where did you get this from?" And I go, mm, "I know the queen of fights. <laughs> the queen of fights." 
Yes. That's funny. She writes she's also, very she's well. also the queen of makeup. Yes. Like I like yeah. one of another of my and it's not even really between them. It's one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. And I don't know if you remember this, but I used to say I wanted this for the longest time was Eve getting the opportunity to punch one of Rourke's exes. Oh yeah. And I used to oh, say that yes. all the time on the boards. I'm like, yeah. I want that so bad. And then it happened. And I like, I like threw up my hands and I was just done. I was like, thank you. I got my way. I'm so happy. Because I love that scene. It's so perfectly done. And, you know, and, you know, Rourke didn't even deserve to be punched after that because he wasn't doing anything. He was trying to get rid of her. But, you know, she just punches him for good measure, which I thought was fantastic. (laughs) And you too. Well, that that was the jealousy. That was the jealousy that coming out where Eve, you know, I will never be jealous. I will never be jealous, but look out. Don't mess with my man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's a really well done book because there's so much that, I mean, you just get that. I mean, I wanted to throat punch Rourke the entire (laughs) thing. I mean, it was awful. Yeah. And I mean, but even Eve, though, I was just like, seriously, you gotta just freaking talk to him. Stop walking away. Yeah. Like, just God, you're driving me crazy. It's typical of a a relationship like that. Oh, totally. They've got got some physical relationship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And not just in the bedroom. I mean, when they fight, you know. Oh, yeah. It's physical. Yeah. Yeah. It does does get physical. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, also on Instagram, Heidi, she mentioned, uh, the scene in portrait. That's one of her favorites too. And then she said, and later in that same scene, when Rourke's aunt says to him that his whole body changed when he saw Eve and that the love was naked on his face. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love that. The whole, that whole scene was just fantastic. That whole book. The whole book. Just... Yeah, like I said, we're going to have a I lot to talk Portrait about I think Portrait is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. It oh, really is. Yeah. That, yes, absolutely. That scene and the, the that... drunk scene where he calls her and he's drunk. Yes. I mean, yeah. that whole book is just the that best. That whole book is, yeah. That's top five best. for me. For oh, sure. yeah, definitely. definitely. Yes, absolutely. I'll take, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll yeah. take Portrait. Yeah. So um, Heidi also says that um, another uh, favorite for her is from Ceremony when Eve thinks Rourke's asleep and she tells him she loves him. And yes. Then, and then she yeah. says that Rourke smiles in the dark because he never sleeps first. Yeah. Yes. That's, oh, that's, that's absolutely classic. Yeah. That is a classic. That's classic. She never sleeps first. Yeah. And, and Heidi also says, I love, love, love your podcast. So, oh, Thank you, Heidi. So yeah. um, another one, Dover54 on Instagram says that her favorite is in judgment when Eve goes to Rourke's office to have it out with him. And I'm thinking when I saw that, I was like, like what, which time? Because she goes to his office all the time to have it out with him. I feel like she's done it a million times a in this series. Yes. A lot, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it was after... When I looked it up, it was after uh, the incident that happened with Webster. With Webster, yeah, in Judgment. And the incident that happened directly after that, where, yes. you know, where <laughs> they had some pretty rough sex, yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. yeah, and then Eve goes to Rourke's office to talk to him about it, and and he's very distant and standoffish. And when she asks him about it, he says that it's because he was once that happened, he he was appalled with himself and and thought maybe that would remind her of her childhood. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. And she said, no, no, you know that you could no, nothing you could do would ever remind me of that. Yeah. But then I thought that's. You know, if you're somebody who's in a relationship with somebody who's gone through that kind of abuse, that's got to be tough to kind of have that in your back of your head all the time. Like, what if something I do brings that back for them, you know, and how bad you would feel? Well, to me on his side, he's more aware of it than she she is. is. Right. Yeah. He's very much aware of bringing stuff from her background and upsetting her and, yeah. you know, freaking her out. No. And he doesn't want to hurt her in any way, as we all know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so another comment we got, um, Hearts Linus Books again on, on Instagram says she likes the little moments where Rourke gives Eve gifts like the magic coat uh, or <coughs> an innocent when, she, when he buys her two sets of gloves, one to keep in her coat and one to keep in the car. <laughs> Because she's always losing them, so yeah, all the little we we talked about doing a, a pod villa about all the all the gifts they gave each other. Yeah, so we should yeah, do that. We should, and I, you know, I those are some of my favorites too. I just like the really settled moments they have together. Mm-hmm. I think it's sweet and yeah. just. And you notice they're the ones that that readers will re- remember the most. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. it's not the cases right. that are so involved. It's what happens between the two of them. Yeah, it's the yeah. relationship that drives everything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's, and I love how it's grown. We have, we actually have a Twitter comment. Um, <laughs> Beth Peterson Knight, Patterson Knight. I'm sorry, Beth. Says I enjoy it now more than. I enjoy it more now that Dallas isn't as frustrated with his help. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed the emotional growth. Yeah. So I think what the question was, give us your, your favorite moments or any other thoughts you have on their relationship. So did she yeah. say she enjoys it more now that she's not yelling every time he gets involved? <laughs> yeah. Well, you I can kind see. Of agree with. Yeah. You can see why though at the beginning that that would bother because again, oh, you know, Eve's a really I get it. I totally get why. Yeah. I just, I, you know, it got to the point where it was like, all right, you're going to let him help anyway. Stop grumbling about it. Like, <laughs> you know, exactly. We've got a, a rule breaker and a rule f- follower, but they just meld. They just yeah. go together. Yeah. yeah and the, th- the funny thing is, is, you know, he was helping her with cases from the very first book. So exactly. it's like, this is unprecedented. Right. And he's, really, you know, <laughs> Yeah, she just finally got used to it. I think she, she does kind of grumble a little I bit. I think when he finally came, when, when, you know, she finally brings him on board officially as, you know, her, her expert consultant. As his expert consultant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think once that happened, that's kind of when she got over it. Because she could maybe justify it in her head as, oh, okay, he's officially attached to the investigation this way. Well, so of course, because he would help okay. Feeney, and Feeney accepted him. Feeney loved him, so, you know... 
he had his his foot in the door with Feeny, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Feeny was gonna do everything he could to get Rourke in to help him. Right. So well, Rourke is a fellow techie. I mean, that's that's why. Yeah, loves and him. you know they've got they've got the cutest low relationship there too. By the yeah. way, I think They're I love both Irish. Love the Rourke Feeny dynamic. I think it's fantastic. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. Well, what else do we have to say about even Rourke's relationship? It works. It works. It works. Yeah, it does. Oh, it works. 50 books later. You know. What are we, three years? Three years in almost? Mm-hmm. Yes, almost. In, in, in death time, well, three years. In, in death time. Well, and it would actually be like three and a half because they were together for about six months before they got married. So Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think people can't understand. I mean... 50 books later, and they're only married two, <laughs> 20 and a half years. <clears throat> right. You know. But that's also why the baby thing doesn't make sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's for only sure. been three years, really. It's only been three time. years. And that's why, you know, and even like when people bring up, you know, babies for Peabody, and it's like, you know, yeah. Peabody's what, in her 20s? She's young. Yeah. That, She's I was not, just saying, they're, they're both too young. I mean, yeah. You know, and they, because what? And in death, they can have babies when they're in their fifties and sixties. Yeah. So yeah. basically, you know, they're those two are too young to be parents. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And Peabody and McNabb are not ready to be parents. No, no. more so than even Rourke. Peabody and McNabb are not ready to be parents. No, they're not. They're not. No, no. Yeah, no. Although I'm sure Peabody's parents would be. Oh, more they'd be than happy. You they'd know. be. Yeah. So I don't know. We might see um, Charles. Yeah, how about and, Louise? Uh, and Louise I think Charles. Louise. I think that would be. I think that'd be kind of. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Because I think they're. I think they kind of are at that point. Yeah. And Louise. Uh, I, was, I, I was expecting like even like in book forty nine fifty Louise and Charles would like move that to that next step. But you know, they're to me they're they're ready. They're ready. Yeah. Yeah, they're ready. I think that I think that'll happen. Maybe. I mean, I don't know that anybody's ever really brought that up. I mean, I kind of skim through the the Facebook pages and stuff, but I don't really they haven't actively no, participate all that much. That's just my opinion. Just no, my... I'm with you. I agree. I think they're there. I think yeah. you know that could be one of those things that comes up soon in one of the future books. But um, you know. And now we've got Nadine with a boyfriend, which is fantastic. So yeah. people oh, I love her boyfriend. My back oh, yeah. I love her. I love her boyfriend. I love Jake too. I do too. He's great. Yes, yes. I love him. Yeah, and that's this. Yeah, you know, that's such a great thing. She's always bringing in new characters, and there. And you know, I don't know that she one hundred percent every time like hits the mark. But right. at least with Jake, like she totally like. Oh yeah, he's perfect for mark. yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, he and fits I, love in the, well. I love the little bond he's got with Eve already. I think it's yeah. fantastic. It's like, it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, don't mess with my girl. <laughs> like, right. I can remember when he was first introduced. I forget what book Jake was introduced. I was, li I was driving to um, Tennessee and I was listening to um, the, the audio version and I'm listening to this and I'm saying, yes, yes. I mean, if anybody looked in my car, it's like, who's this crazy lady? But 
you know, and I, I, I can always remember how much I loved when that all that was happening with him and and you know, the parties and the rock star and it was yeah. so cool. I loved it. Loved it. It's yeah. great. And that's yeah. That's how nuts we yeah, are. Yeah, he came in. I think in Echo, didn't he? The one with the shooters. Or, that I, wasn't. Echo. You're the expert. Apprentice. That's why you're on here because I with remember the nothing. Killing everybody and yeah. Yeah, because he was he was doing a concert with Mavis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. So yeah, no, I love him. I think he's I think he's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, he's I think he's one of the better characters she's introduced recently. Yeah. I don't know if that there really has been too many other ones. Right. And I don't, have have either of you read the um, the uh, blurb about the next book coming out? Yeah. Because yeah. Good. I feel like there might be some potential for a problem in even Orc's relationship. Yeah, yeah. Have you so, read it, Judy? See. No, I have not read it. Um, I I've pre-ordered it. Yeah, but have you <laughs> read the read Have it. you read the blurb? No, I don't read the blurb. I just if it's oh. coming, it should be. I just order it. I mean, between writing, <laughs> trying to put out promos for my books working with an editor i mean like i have i wear all the hats where um all nora has to do is write the book i do <laughs> all, all the other stuff that's all she has to do and um it <laughs> seems like a lot oh. to me but i'm looking for i'm looking for the blurb right now here unless you don't want it to be spoiled and then we won't say it but um no I think it has potential. I think it really does have. I think it. Does. I'm I'm excited no, I, for. It. Once I read the blurb, I was excited for it. Yeah. But to me, yeah, that's always the hook. Actually, um, in that's one of the Facebook groups, yeah. I know somebody has read a um an advanced copy of it and said it's fabulous. It's one of the best ones in recent years. I honestly can't wait. Yeah. So. While Eve examines a fresh body in Washington Square Park, her husband Rourke spots a man among the onlookers he's known since his younger days on the streets of Dublin. A man who claims to be his half-brother. A man who kills for a living and who burns with hatred for him. Eve is quick to suspect that the victim's spouse, resentful over his wife's affair and poised to inherit her fortune, would have happily paid an assassin to do his dirty work. Rourke is just as quick to warn warn her that if Lorcan Cobb is the hitman, she needs to be careful. Law enforcement agencies worldwide have pursued this cold-hearted killer for years, to no avail, and his lazy smirk when he looked Rourke's way indicates that he will target anyone who matters to Rourke and is confident he'll get away with it. Eve is desperate to protect Rourke. Rourke is desperate to protect Eve, and together they're determined to find Cobb before he finds them, even if it takes them across the Atlantic far outside Eve's usual jurisdiction. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, yeah. As soon as, the, when you said trouble about the past, I knew it had to be somebody who's got to be pulled in from Ireland. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, that yeah. had to be. So, yeah, I'm excited for this one. And it makes uh, sense that he would have half siblings. It makes yeah, perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm excited for this one. I, like I said, I know somebody has read an advanced copy that absolutely loved it. And, yeah, I would... I'd love to get on that list. Yeah, yeah. I've won advanced copies a few times when we went back in the olden days on AdWoof. And, yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, that's... Yeah, so it'll be good. Everybody pre-order your copy now. Yes. Oh. 
and pre-order the uh, audio along with it because <laughs> that's what I did. Because when you order the book, if you order the audio, you get you get a, deal. a little bit cheaper, which is okay. And more Irish people, <laughs> more Irish people. It can't get any better. No. Yeah, you know. And I'm actually so. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put out a, a a call to. Um, so here's what I want. We're, you talked about Irish people. Uh, if there's anybody out there who is a native Irish speaker, I want that person on the podcast because I want to do a podvella on all the Irish because um, it, it's, it's hard. It's a hard language. It's a hard language to learn. And I feel yeah. like a lot of the, the um, a lot of the people out there, a lot of the fans probably don't um, say those words correctly. Yeah. You mean the Gaelic? The Gaelic. And and yeah. so I, I I really want a native Irish speaker, I know you're out there, who's a, a fan of this series, who can come on and kind of give us a, a <laughs> you know, a quick one hour Irish lesson and Yeah. You know, that'd tell be us very about cool. the Irish. I think so. That. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my little side. Sorry, it didn't have anything to do with this this particular podcast, but uh I do want to put it out there. Idea. Excellent idea. Yeah, I, I really, and there's, you know, okay, the one criticism I'll have for Susan Erickson is a couple of times she said the Irish words wrong. And <laughs> so I really cringe. Because I have, I, I have actually done a little bit of, of, um, of studying the Irish language. Yeah. I try so, to, I usually look up the pronunciation mm-hmm. of stuff when, when she uses words. But yeah, like, it's, it's a tough language. So it is. Really oh, nice for sure. I actually, when she wrote, I think the circle, the circle trilogy with yeah. the vampires, uh-huh. she put like a little, um, like a key in those with pronunciation. Oh, that's nice. A lot of the words. I, I didn't. So that, that was really nice huh. because yeah, there were so many in that one that it was like, Oh my gosh, how do you say all these? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. So that was, that was nice to have. Yeah. So, okay, I think we're, we're about to wrap up. Okay. Unless either yeah. of you have something to say. It's something Not at all. I'm just no, I, I, so I was, happy that we had Judy for an hour. And yeah. I'm just thrilled to be here. If anybody wants to check out my books, they can check out my website, uh, judycantress.com. Check um, out books. They are awesome. <laughs> oh. They really are. You will, you'll like the next one. You'll, it'll take I'm you to excited. Alaska. That's I'm fantastic. excited. Great. Winner take all. You might recognize somebody in there. And then, um, <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. love that when you come to dinner. And oh my god, I love. That's and lo- what what is it? Love on tap? Oh no, it is. Um, actually, it's called Right Turn, Wrong Heart. It had to be reissued because it was part of a um another series uh, yeah, so then that. i got the rights back and i redid rewrote the whole book and it's a little bit longer but oh. it's called um right turn wrong heart you driving your little volkswagen to california and you get <laughs> lost easy to do she finds up, that's understandable she winds up in a, in a um a honky tonk mm-hmm. and she's <clears throat> not eaten all day <laughs> Which is terrible. I get and hangry. You have no idea. And she just whoops down this flight of beer. 
and sucks on this fruit and oh she gets in trouble but i get her out of <laughs> wow i'll have to read that one and she's she's a funny character it's good <laughs> i turn wrong heart and it's jen <laughs> that is fantastic <laughs> okay so uh, and you know the other thing i want to say though um this is kind of a, more of an announcement uh, because, and I'm saying it now because this has to do with Judy, because, um, we had said before that we think we feel like we gave you your start in writing. You certainly did. You did a lot of fan fiction on in death.net. <clears throat> yes, I did. And, um, I get every once in a while, I get somebody sending me an email saying like, where is the fan fiction and why can't I still read it? And where is it going to, and, and when, uh, in death.net shut down, uh, I was in talks with um, Archive of Our Own to move all the fan fiction there. And uh, it's been taking a long time. And I have not had any word. And they just got back to me a couple of days ago and said they're still on it. And it's still in the queue. So hopefully soon they're going to have um, all of those fan fiction stories that we had on indeath.net. Oh my God. It's still they in the great. queue? How long does it take? Well, um, so I what they said was their head um, tech person took a, a sabbatical. You know, oh, that's okay. a long sabbatical. It's a long, but, it's a long sabbatical, but you know, they I had so many things in the queue. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, I know people that, that might publish on that site and um, it doesn't take that long. Well, this is oh. to convert all of our stuff. Oh, to convert everything. Yes. over. Yeah. I see. I yeah, think. so okay. so they're oh. taking um, all of my. I gave them the database files, and uh, oh, so okay. they have to take all those and convert them over to, you know, their system. Their system, okay. And um, and how would we get them once they were up? So I'll make an announcement. They're okay. going to keep me in the loop, and um, I'll make an announcement here when when they're available. Um, cool. Okay. But okay. you know, there's I'd like, read, I'd like to read those stories again. That's yeah, fun. there's a lot. So of would them. I. Yeah, we there were some really good stories there. Yeah, there really were. Yeah, because so, I didn't yeah. even say I didn't even save mine. I am the they were just on the site. That's the only place. And they your I've, stories were so good. Oh, why well, thank you. And I would always say to you, why don't you write? <laughs> <laughs> Really? They were Maybe so someday. good. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, please. Yeah. So, again, I, I, I'm so, I was so, so thrilled to be here. Really, really. Well, we were thrilled to have you. And oh. you, you need to come back. Yeah. I'll come back anytime. Let me know. Yeah. Maybe. Just give me something. <laughs> you, you want me to look up something, research something? <laughs> well, what I'm thinking is that um, I, I don't. Because, you know, the way we're doing this podcast, if we're doing a book every two weeks, it's going to get, it's going to be two years before we get to books that are released now. So, but I was thinking that um, we would maybe review on, for a pod Vela, we might review uh, the newest book, the book number 51. And, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you mean you're going to skip all the other books? Well, we'll we'll review it on a pod Bella, and then yeah, once we'll we get to the point Bella. where we actually read it in line, people have forgotten. People will forget that we did a pod Bella on it, and then it'll be all new. Well, you decide. I, I mean, that would be great. 
Yeah. Yeah. Great. So we all just have to read it, and and when it first comes out, which I'm sure we'll all do. <clears throat> so. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. We usually will have it devoured within two hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. I'm good. What I'll do is once this podcast is live, I'll post it again on my Facebook page, my Instagram. Excuse me, my Instagram on my. Judy's Gems, my uh, Facebook group. Um, so, I mean, I'll just push it as much as I can because I just love it. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. We're having fun with it. Yeah. Oh, so. yes. I'm so glad. So, y'all know where to go to, to get Judy's books. And she's on they're Facebook. All on a- they're on Amazon. All my books are on Amazon. Right. And you they're know. at your website. Say your website again. It's judykentris.com. Okay, go to gdkentris.com and uh, yeah. look all her the up books on are there. Amazon. You can buy all of her books, and I, you know, I, I recommend that you do that. Thank so, you so much. Again, it was a super pleasure to see you guys. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And let me tell you, if, I, if I'm on my way to Frankenmuth, girl, you, you know that. I'm going to hook up with you. <laughs> and, and go cheese shopping. Get me. We'll take a drive. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. All okay. right, well, we'll wrap it up. Now, it, it, you guys know how to get a hold of us. Uh, it's podcastanddeath.com. We're also on um, Instagram and we're on Twitter. Um, we have a phone number. We It's, um, uh, now I have to look it up again. <laughs> to send us a voicemail, 205-476-2753. That's so... 205-476-2753 and that spells out for Rourke. So 2054, the number four. I and love Rourke. that. Great. And you can send us a voicemail. Tell us what your favorite book is or whatever you want to say to us. You can say there. And um, that's it. So from all of us at Podcast and Death, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Night. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Rebecca Moore, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This podcast and all of our previous podcasts are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Twitter and Instagram. But no, we don't have a Facebook page. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205 4 Rourke. That's 205 205- for Rourke. Thanks again for listening. And from all of us here at Podcast in Death, Slan Gafor.